Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest is a special one. He's somebody I know quite well. In introducing him, I'm going to actually step into his shoes and I'll be speaking as if I am him. Looking back, while going through the extreme challenges of divorce, I became entrenched in my darkest fears that the ex would take my daughter away from me, always expecting the worst. The slightest provocation would set me off. I was frustrated, down, depressed, and often angry. After a call with my personal coach, JT, on responsibility, I walked to the closest mirror, looked myself in the eyes, and asked myself, who was responsible for all the times I reacted with anger towards the ex? Immediately, I knew the answer was me and only me. In this moment, I realized I'd been setting a terrible example for my three-year-old daughter. Moving forward, I committed to remain calm no matter what. During any and all interactions with the ex, was I perfect? Hell no. But I became much calmer, a better listener, more responsive versus reactive, and I was being a much better parent through the example I was setting. Reflecting back on what I learned and how I've been able to create a shift inside of me and the dynamics of the X, I realized there was a method to being able to move forward in a more positive manner through divorce. This led to the creation of the X Factor philosophy and approach to personal coaching. My mission is to help entrepreneur dads of divorce create an environment where their children thrive. Please join me and welcome me today's guest, Peter Hobler. Today's topic is, is it possible for your children to thrive after your divorce? Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Keith. Great to be here. Good to see you. What barrier did you have to overcome to hire your first marriage counselor? Wow, well, and you know a fair amount about my past at this point, but I'd say the biggest barrier I had to overcome was myself. I thought that I, that we, would be able to work through things and figure out how to move forward, how to remain peacefully married. And as things started deteriorating, it got to the point where things got so bad, I realized there was nothing that I was going to be able to do myself. I'd never been in a situation. I didn't know how to move forward. And the ex at that point um, certainly didn't know her thoughts, but it just seemed like we were getting nowhere. So realized we needed help and we needed it very badly to help guide us through those murky waters. How many years were you married to your ex? 
Oh, pardon me, Keith. Uh, sort of the humor of me wants to say too many, but uh, <laughs> uh, we were married uh, about 10 years. How many of those years were, would you say were happily married? About five to six. And you want me to go on a little bit more of, of why yes. and what happened after that? Yes. All right. Uh, about six, seven years in, we've been trying to have children to no avail. And so we started going through some fertilization processes. Uh, we went through in vitro fertilization twice in order to have our daughter. And once we started that process with all the hormone shots and so on, things started getting really, really bad. And I realized in looking back, any couple that's going to go through infertility, fertility processes should first, before they start, go to someone to learn more about what's going to happen. Because as I gave my ex these hormone shots, uh, I felt I couldn't you know, breathe right. I couldn't say anything right. She would always react with anger. And of course, my natural tendency was to react with anger right back, which just made things worse. And the difference was she didn't have as much control because of the hormone shots I did. I never thought about it. And I just reacted and things just continued to spiral downward from that point on. And that was about a four to five year period that we went through the, the spiraling out of control. What'd you learn that is helping you succeed in your second marriage? Well, I'd have to say first and foremost, that whenever something happens that is not fun, that I don't like, that we don't like, I've had a role, a role of responsibility in creating that. And communications is the foundational basis, open, honest, integrity-based communications for everything. So now, you know, when maybe we get in a, an argument or disagree on something, we talk about it. We work through it. We learn and grow from the experience. And all of that for me personally begins with self-awareness, how my words, how my actions, how my choices are impacting not only me, but my wife and other family members or people around me. What you're describing sounds to me like you've been influenced by a life coach. Oh, absolutely. More than one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, what motivated you to start working with a life coach? Looking back, we'd gone through, you know, the ex and I had gone through at least seven different counselors. And every week we would simply pick up the conversation from the week before. And those conversations were pretty much, well, he did this, she did that, he or she said this. We were never assigned any, you know, it was what I call homework during the days in between our sessions and things actually only got worse. And I know there's really good counselors out there um, but I've gotten to the point where I distinguish between subjective counseling, subjective coaching, and constructive counseling, constructive coaching. The subjective individuals are more those, I think, that will support one or the other of you. And constructive coaching and counseling make you do some work. Because if you don't do any self-work, there's no growth, there's no change, things probably will just continue to get worse. And I realized I needed help myself and how to go through this process. Now, the word responsibility comes to my mind as I hear you speak these words. Oh, I have a definite story about uh, how I learned about personal responsibility, Keith. I was on a coaching call, a session with my then coach, JT, and the topic was responsibility. And I realized as we were talking, I had been blaming the ex for pretty much everything as she was blaming me. I'd been shaming her. I'd been 
excuse making for my reactions, my behavior. All of those are the complete opposite of taking responsibility for your words, your choices. And everything we say or do is a choice. And after that session, hanging up the phone, I walked to the closest mirror and I looked myself right in the eyes and I asked myself who had been responsible for all of the times I reacted with such anger towards the ex. Right then and there, instantaneously, I knew there was only one answer. And that answer was me and only me. I had been responsible. And I realized I needed to own that from that point forward in order for there ever to be any positive change. No more blaming, shaming, excuse making. Be based in responsibility, which to me is being based in integrity, which is vital in any relationship, whether you're married, going through divorce. But when you have kids, integrity is vital. And I've read your bio, so I know that in spite of having made that commitment, that you did screw up a few times, and then you cleaned it up afterwards. True? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite quotes is, perfection is unattainable, but in its pursuit, you shall find excellence. And sure, there were times I screwed up where I lost my cool, I reacted. But in order for me to continue to be responsible, to take personal responsibility for my words, my choices, uh, I had to get back into integrity. So I would apologize to the ex, say, I'm very sorry, I, I lost my cool. I was unreasonable. I reacted. I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. And one of my beliefs when it comes to responsibility slash integrity, Keith, is you can only be in integrity with, your, with yourself when you're in integrity with others. And you can only be integrity with others when you're integrity with yourself. So it's always a two-way street. Now, what difference did your coach JT make? Oh, J, JT made so much difference uh, in so many different ways. First of all, he introduced me to responsibility, but he served as a guide, sort of a, a mentor, even a guiding light, if you will. And I was already divorced when I met JT and started working with him, but he realized, he helped me realize that if there was ever going to be a positive change in the divorce situation, and our daughter, when we got divorced, was three years old, three years old, truly the innocent victim of our divorce. And I knew she'd been suffering emotionally and psychologically especially because of all the combativeness between us. So I gained clarity for what I wanted to create for, for my daughter. And that was to create an environment of divorce where she could thrive. And that gave me the foundational aspect on, on how I would make choices from that point forward. How old is your daughter today? Just turned 24 this summer. And how would you say she's doing? I'd say overall, she's doing amazing. Graduated college a year and a half ago, has a great job and has a good head on her shoulder. She's very close to her mom. She and I are very close and neither one of us put her in the middle for most of the last, I'd say, 18 to 20 years at this point, which is when everything started to change for her. And I know the divorce was hard on her and ultimately she would have loved for us to be together, but that uh, was not what was best for us or for her at that point. Mm -hmm. So having gone our separate ways, I know we've each done our best to do what's best for us and for our daughter. Why did you launch the X Factor? Love that question, Keith. And I basically am the X Factor. Um, but looking back on my experience after I became a personal coach and I was trying to determine what my niche would be because you can't help everyone. And looking back on my personal experience, having gone through divorce 
and having made things work pretty darn well, looking at where our daughter is today, who she is today, um, I realized I could absolutely help entrepreneur dads of divorce because that's who I was. I've been through the challenges of divorce. I was an entrepreneur. So I came up with the X Factor philosophy, the name, and it's so appropriate because when you get divorced, you are an X, you have an X. And so I now have a seven-step X Factor philosophy based on my own personal experience. I share a lot of it in the two books I have out. And it's all about helping children of divorce through their parents who have never been through the experience. And the children are those truly innocent victims who need to have someone guide their parents in a positive manner. Can you share more about the seven steps? Oh, absolutely, I can. And in my book, Split Harmony, Turn the X Factor from Chaos to Compassion, I share four principles. This is a premise for the seven steps of the X Factor philosophy. So it begins with forgiveness. And you have to have clarity. What do you want to create for your children and for yourself? It takes awareness and you've got to step into, you have to step into and take personal responsibility. So the seven steps of the X Factor philosophy begin with exonerate. And then it moves on to exploring what are the possibilities. You examine where you are and why. You excavate to dig up the past and basically let it go so it doesn't hold you back. And then you've got to execute. You've got to step into taking action to execute what you've learned to create an extraordinary life. So just to summarize, in the proper order is exonerate, examine, excavate, explore, exchange, which I left out. You exchange your old attitudes, your ways of thinking, your belief system, which are also known as mindset. But all of those things that have led you to the situation that, especially when you don't like it, that you need to change and you exchange it for the new empowering ways of thinking and looking at things. And then, then you're ready to start to execute so you can create that extraordinary life. Now, you mentioned forgiveness. Tell us more about who needs to be forgiven. Well, so many people going through divorce have so much anger. And the main person that anger hurts is the person in the mirror. So the first person you need to forgive is yourself. Because whether or not you believe it, you actually have played a role in creating this divorce situation, whatever, wherever you are in that process. Now, those of you, I'm sure there's a few of you out there that are thinking, Peter's really crazy. Let me just ask a simple question. Did you have a role in getting married in the first place? Of course you did. That was step one. And who knows what all the different other subsequent steps were, or little bitty roles. But I know for me, each time I reacted, we react to our subconscious fears the irony is that we're much more likely to make those fears come true. And one of my theories I call the vicious cycle of subconscious fear. And it's based on the law of attraction. What you put out, you get more of in return. When you're reacting typically unknowingly to your subconscious fears, you're going to create more. They're going to make them more likely to come true. And then the sad, sad, tragic irony is then you go, I told you so, or I knew so. And it's just not, not so. So you've got to be very aware of how you're making your choices. What are your choices based on? And for a man who's listening right now, who's listening to this episode, 
What major obstacle must a man overcome who's going through a divorce in order to allow him to let you help him? I'm going to share a quick little antidote, if you will, that I have to answer that question. When life is not the way you want it to be, when life is full of problems and challenges, go look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror and there you will see the problem. And more importantly, you'll see the solution. But part of that irony is when you're going through something as a man, as a dad of divorce that you've never been through, you don't know how to navigate, to get through those murky churning waters to a more peaceful place. And you need help, you need support, you need guidance. And that is what I do, that is who I am via the X Factor to provide that guidance to help you create an environment of divorce where your children actually can and will thrive. But it takes letting go of your ego, takes swallowing your pride, letting go of your pride a little bit because uh, so many men refuse to get help because they think they can do it themselves. But in their own businesses, for those men who have their own businesses, when you're struggling, what's the fastest way to get to the other side to find a solution? Ask someone for guidance, someone who's already been there. I like that, Peter. And you've been there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you put a lot of thought into this, too. Oh, no doubt. And my, my wife was, has been married before, too. So, you know, it's a quick side story. When I was writing my book, Split Harmony, which was the first book I wrote, but the second one published. I won't get at all the reasons behind that, but I focused on three of my seven principles of courage, which we haven't mentioned yet, which is fine, but clarity of destination, awareness of your, your thoughts, your words, your choices, and of the impact of your choices on others, and responsibility. In speaking with Lori, in fact, it was the first night I met her. Somehow my book came up. I was telling her about it. I was in the midst of writing it, and she said, what about forgiveness? What about forgiveness? And in that moment, I realized I had a huge void in this book that I thought could help so many people. So forgiveness is the first principle in Split Harmony, thanks to my wife, Lori. I like that she contributed to your book. And she had a lot to forgive back uh, going through her divorce experience. But that helped her to move on, to move forward. You know, she's such an incredible, loving, caring person. Forgiveness is really the, the foundational first step in moving forward. And let's talk about the children. You, you have driven by the children. You want to help the children that, whose parents are going through divorce. What could happen to children of divorce without your intervention or without the intervention of someone like you? Everything, as a parent, everything we say and do teaches and impacts our children. And in especially nasty divorce scenarios, contentious divorce scenarios, there's so much arguing, fighting, accusations. There's no communications, there's no more trust. And every single aspect of that of every interaction, whether the kids are present or not. And again, this is partly why they're the innocent victims. They have nothing to do with it. Sometimes they're not present, but it will still affect your kids. And the potential for lifelong emotional and psychological trauma is huge for children whose parents are going through or already divorced, as long as all this is still happening. So it's vital, vital. And, and for me, my young then three-year-old daughter was the huge reason that was so much bigger than me. When we tend to make it about ourselves, we can still get caught up. We get self-centered. We can still be reacting to our fears, getting angry, 
making the accusations, blaming, shaming, making up excuses, not taking personal responsibility. And it's vital to have a reason that's big enough, that's bigger than, than you, bigger than yourself, which to me is the children. There's no doubt about it. So the children need for you to be the best, most authentic version of you, to be the best parent, to be the best father, for those of you who are the entrepreneur dads out there, that you can possibly be. So they will not suffer through this lifelong emotional and psychological trauma. There's a dad listening right now, and he hears your message. But what about him? And how would this affect him if he chose to go on his own? Well, and I was just about to say the irony is when you find someone and start to do the work, because it takes some self-work to learn and grow, to step into being a different, better, more authentic version of yourself. But as you're doing that for your kids, the irony is it will all help you. Who's the main person that anger impacts the most adversely? It's the person in the mirror. And why? Well, several reasons. But first of all, in any interaction, when you get angry, you've lost control of yourself. You've lost control of the interaction. And the other person will probably never do what you want them to do. Anger also causes stress which affects you. When you're exploding with anger, you get stressed and it can affect your health. It affects who you are, how you are. So if you don't find support and guidance to help you navigate through your divorce, you'll probably continue on a negative downward spiral. And I know several situations that were just hellish, hellacious, hellish uh, divorces. And the people that have continued on to harbor, to hold that anger inside of them are miserable. They're not happy. Some of them have lost their jobs. So harboring all this stuff inside of you can affect every area of your life in extremely negative ways. So by making your children the big reason, wonderful irony is it will help you tremendously to let go, to forgive, to find clarity, to be calm, and to be the best, most authentic version of you, to be the best parent you can be for your children. What occurs to me is if you're angry, you're role modeling anger for your children too. Absolutely. Everything we say and do as a parent teaches and impacts our kids. And they will often, if that's the example, you and or the ex are setting for your kids as they move forward into their own relationships, the example you and the other, their other parent have set, your children will believe that's what relationships are supposed to be like. And they will also sense. be miserable. What's next for you and the X factor, Peter? Well, I have a pretty big goal with the X Factor over the next five to 10 years to impact an absolute minimum of 10,000 children through their parents. And so the next steps are to continue to get the word out, to start working with more and more people. And I do have two books out right now. I'm about to launch my second course in the next few months, an online course. I have a weekly newsletter. There's all sorts of things, but it's, it's getting the word out. And one of my favorite quotes is no matter how important your mission is, if nobody knows you or your message exists, it doesn't matter. So my big goal is to step up and out to get the word out about the mission of the X Factor, to make a difference for but children. You've, you've mentioned before clarity. Tell us more about clarity and how you can help with clarity. Clarity is the first principle of the seven principles of courage. And one of the sad ironies of divorce, I believe, is that most divorces get so bad, get so contentious, because people are 100% focused on what they do not want. 
They've never stopped to think about what they do want. So it's vital to stop, put in some time and do the work to get clarity of destination, as I call it, but to get clarity of what it is you want for your children and also for you. And once you've got that clarity, now you can align your words with that clarity. And over time, sometimes pretty quickly, sometimes not, but over time, the outcome will start to shift because you're thinking differently and you're making choices based on what you want, not on what you don't want. That makes sense. Peter, how can people connect with you just to stay in touch with you? I think the, uh, the fastest way, there are several ways, but the fastest way, uh, you can feel free to send me an email at peter at thexfactor.com. And it's peter at thex, T-H-E-E-X dash factor.com. Thank you for that. And you also have a website, correct? Yes, thex-factor.com. And I will put the website in the website for this episode. And you have an exercise that somebody can participate in. Is that correct? I absolutely do. In fact, we were just speaking about clarity. It's called the clarity exercise. It's free. And if you just go to my website, thexfactor.com, and do a forward slash and put clarity exercise all together after it. So it's again, T-H-E-E-X dash factor.com forward slash clarity exercise. Put in your email, you'll be able to access that exercise. And please, for your sake, for your children's sake, do the exercise so you can start to create a positive shift, a positive change. Now, among the listeners out there, there is one person, and I'll be willing to bet that it may be you, that is going through a divorce and you could benefit from this exercise. Please, please, please take action, accept his offer. I'll put in the show notes the website for the clarity exercise that Peter's talking about so that you can benefit from Peter's expertise. Appreciate that, Keith. Peter, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of Embers and Wind. It's a privilege for me to share this information with the people who are joining this conversation with us today. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you, Keith. I'm honored and humbled. It's been a a true privilege to be here uh, with you. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the work you do in getting positive life impacting messages out to people in the world because we certainly need it right now. Thank you, Peter. And both of us want to thank you for joining this conversation today on Embers and Wind. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Keith. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.